0: Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I'm one of the pastors at Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia, and we love to have discussions that are intended to stir up your affections for Jesus. Today, I'm joined by Dave Black. Dave's a pastor at Grace Church in Kennesaw, and he is going to walk us through just an insane passage in the book of Mark. Dave, welcome back to the podcast. This is your third time joining us. I heard third time's a charm, so hopefully this one will be pretty good. Yeah, it's way better than the
1: last year, right? I we,
0: Improvement is what we're looking for That's here, man. all we can do. So for folks who maybe didn't listen to the previous two episodes, in all seriousness, they're fantastic. I would encourage them to listen to those episodes. But just in case they haven't, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, my name is David
1: Black. I pastor a church called Grace Church uh, near the Town Center Mall. I've been there about five years. We got to know each other when my wife and I came back to the Atlanta area and uh yeah, just kind of hit it off.
0: Yeah. So you were a church planner in Ohio, I yep. uh, moved to pastor an established church here. Yes. And uh, and we became friends pretty quickly. We met at a campus ministry event. Yeah. And um and so we've been friends ever since. And uh I love having you as a friend.
1: Yeah, I love it. I, I tell people, uh, now that you guys are over here, like I drive past this church building yeah. on my way to our church building every day because I'm in Marietta year our location's in Kennesaw, and it's like a forlorn, lonely look when I drive by, and your truck's not
0: there. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Oh, yeah, oh, no, okay. oh, no. Well, um, we've been, as a church, walking through the book of Mark. That's why you're here today, to help us understand a just insane passage in the book of Mark. So Big Picture Mark, Mark is about Jesus as the true king who's come to establish this true kingdom. Uh, the vision of Jesus for the kingdom, what the kingdom is in reality, is all. Very different we find in the book of Mark from what people were expecting and maybe what we're expecting in our own lives. And uh, today we just have a wild story in Mark chapter 5. So I'm going to read it, and then we want you to unpack it for us. I love it. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs. And no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down a steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what was, uh, what came to see what it was that was hap- that had happened. And they came to Jesus, and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Okay, man, this story is kind of insane. Yep. Walk us through it.
1: Okay, so uh, Jesus has just calmed the storm, right? And I don't know if you're uh, a fisherman or whatnot, but if I was a disciple and i had just gone through all of that i would have been really happy to see land right so they get to land and as soon as the boat hits the the ground a demon man starts yelling and running out so literally you've gone from one encounter with chaos to like another encounter right like instantly and so uh jesus literally makes a beach landing like this is almost like saving Private Ryan a little bit. When you think about kingdom, you think about authority. Uh, This is written to the Romans. This is like a head-to-head bout of God's kingdom, Jesus as the king, uh, representing uh, the other side is this complete, uh, what any Jewish person would have said, completely unclean person. Uh, What's worse than a demon-possessed man is a legion of demon-possessed men, and that man being a Gentile, which is who this is. right. Um So Jesus hits, hits the beach and he just comes running out. Um, and before we kind of get to their altercation or, or the lack thereof, really, I think it's important to see uh, this man is a symbol uh, of everything that could be broken in humanity. Um, yeah. He is a shell of a human being, physically, uh, emotionally. Uh, he's self-harming. Uh, he gets no rest. Uh, he's isolated. He's alienated from people. Uh, he's living with dead people. He's dead on the inside. He's, uh, you could say, there is a
0: storm, not on the Sea of Galilee, in this dude. Right. right. In the very center of who he is in his heart. Right. I mean, the description, and the fact that Mark, who is fast-paced, he doesn't slow down to describe a right. lot in detail, but he spends a lot of detail yes. on this guy describing who he is. Right. Paper wasn't cheap. Right. <laughs> they're like and neither was ink. And so yeah. they're not
1: like, Oh, we could just print another one. Um, yeah, he, he's and, and the verbs here, like I don't want to get too far into this weeds, but if you're a reader, you need to know the verbs here are all continuing action. So this is like an action scene in a movie. Because you'll see like uh later on as the man's coming at him, this is verse eight, Jesus was saying to him, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. So they're like he's screaming and yelling at Jesus. Jesus is repeating this thing over and over and over again to him. And so it's almost like this collision. Right. Uh, and the people of the town had no answer for this. Right. And so I think maybe the questions we just need to ask off the bat is like, what do we do? when we see abject brokenness to the point of a shell of a human being for which our world has no answer for,
0: Mm.
1: how do we solve that? When we see somebody in that uh, just place... Yeah, just desperate of a state. They've tried tying him up, they've tried everything, no answer. And so uh, Jesus comes up to him, uh, and literally there's this conversation which is not... A conflict. So you would think, I mean, it's, especially with demons and in Hollywood, it's like uh, since the exorcist, you know, the power of Christ compels you and it's this back and forth and who's going to win. And uh, this is not a negotiating thing. Like Jesus already won, right? right? The man falls at his feet.
0: Yeah. You see that with the man. Yeah. And then the dialogue switches yeah. pretty quickly. Quickly, where Jesus is talking to the demon, yeah, and it's the same response from the demon, right? Both the man uh, is falls on his face, submits himself to, to Jesus, and then so do these demons, right? Who apparently possess this. They're name.
1: not upset, like because they're going to go to war with him. They're upset because they know it's over, and they're like, "This isn't right. The time's not right. right. Like, why? Why are you here? Yeah, like, we were cool till you got here.
0: Yeah, so um." We see this dialogue start. Yep. There's some weird things that kind of happen in the dialogue. What do we need to know about Jesus' interaction with the man possessed and then also these unclean spirits who have possessed him?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, demons know clearly who Jesus is. Pharisees may not have an idea, but even from chapter 1, we know demons know this is the king, Yeah. and they know they answer to him. And so they're concerned because they're going, why are you here? Um, Jesus says, come out of this man. He wants them to leave. Uh, and then he asks them, what's your name? Uh, and then I think some of this is for the benefit of uh, not only us here knowing that this isn't just one demon, uh, but also for a Roman person uh, knowing like, oh, this is a legion. That would have been something understood. Uh, they would have known uh, this is a lot of guys. Right. And so the question is, what happens when something severely unclean comes in contact with Jesus, the King. Yeah, what happens? Um, and so they're begging, "Don't send us out, like don't don't get rid of us." Yeah, it's almost like they're saying, "Have mercy on us."
0: Right. And I love this, uh, like Roman kind of wartime picture, mm-hmm. uh, because really in the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. the picture is this mass army coming up to this one person, right? And the army is afraid. Yes. Of the one person. Yeah. 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 This is forget 300, right? right. This is <laughs> this is uh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do we what what are we taking away from this, all right? So I know we could ask a lot of questions about what it means to be possessed by a demon and all of this spiritual realm stuff that people often get so interested in. But what really is the main idea here that you think Mark wants us to know about who Jesus is?
1: Well, I think he has the authority to not only Calm the storms caused by uh, a fallen nature, but he has the ability to calm the storms inside of us. Right. Like if you want to get pastoral. Yeah. Um, I think it's also demonstrating uh, his authority uh, in regards to uh, the future, Mm. that there's not a question of a fight. Uh, Ultimately, the end is already decided. Uh, So there's some of that, like uh, comfort and consolation, for the brokenness that we see in others. And I think we look around in the world and we go, what are we going to do? We don't say, what are we going to do about the demon who lives in the cemetery? We go, what are we going to do about that person down the street from us who keeps, I don't know, coming to our door? And you know, what are we going to do with the poverty that I see on TV? What are we going to do with the war that I see all the time? What do I do with my loved one? We, have, we ask those questions all the time. And I, I think uh, sometimes we ask those questions and we forget uh, that there's a King who has the ability and will ultimately have the say in those things. Um, we keep moving. Well, want yeah,
0: to? I, I don't know about the pig thing. Oh, like, yeah, what do you? That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. this is weird too. I mean, the whole scene is weird, and it just seems to get weirder uh, yeah. here with Jesus seemingly allowing these unclean spirits to enter into pigs. Right. Like, why would that matter, right? Right.
1: What? So some people say, well, the pigs, you know, Jewish people didn't like pigs, and so it, it's... Right, they're unclean. Right, yeah. and so unclean fits unclean. There you go. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that. I think, honestly, um, the pigs uh, would have been a financial portfolio. And so I don't know where I picked this up, but I, it's not my original idea. I got it from somewhere. Uh, but some long time ago, uh, this, these pigs would have had a value to them. Mm-hmm. So think about your, your herdsmen. Right, you've raised these guys. They're your livelihood. Um, long as they're pigs, you got money. But the stock market crashed because Jesus sent some demons into your financial portfolio, and it went off. The and cliff. it went off the cliff. Right. And they're not happy with that. You'll see later on if you keep reading. Uh, and I think the question is, what is the value? Which is more valuable? Yeah. One Gentile guy who's cutting himself and like possessed by demons, or. All the financial worth of this pigs. Yeah. And I think sometimes we go, oh,
0: the pigs. Right. I'll take that. And, and maybe even a sharper point on this. Yeah. It seems to be uh, that this man's life is worth more to Jesus than someone else's financial portfolio. Oh yeah. Right. Like I mean that's 100%. what's that's what's going on yeah. here is Jesus is rescuing this man and someone else's financial portfolio right. is paying the, is taking the nosedive. Right. Dive, right? Yep. That's yeah. yeah even more so. Right. So you don't have just the
1: value of the finances. Yeah. But that that he would impose that.
0: And this this is like hard for Americans, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. no 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 I I want the best for you. Right. As long as it doesn't cost me. That's right. I will pray for my
1: neighbor who has mental health issues down the street as long as it doesn't cost my financial portfolio. Right. All right. And it's almost like, well, Jesus would say, you know what? It might be... i, I got to be careful here because I don't know people's circumstances, but uh, I think there's a scenario where Jesus and God would say, um, their life is worth more to me. Then maybe your financial security right?
0: in that instance. Which is sometimes really hard for us to take, mm-hmm. but seems to be what's happening in the passage.
1: Yeah, and then I think on the on the other side of, of it, these herdsmen, they flee, they tell the city what happens, and they come back. And then the description here is literally, I think, the, the description of anyone who said yes to Jesus, whether you were demon-possessed or not, right? Right. Or whether you were just living your life for yourself. It says, uh, they came to Jesus, and they saw the demon-possessed man. Just to be clear, the one who had the legion sitting there clothed, in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus, right? So yeah. he's, it's like, oh, he was naked, now he's clothed. Uh, he was crazy screaming, now he's calm, and he's sitting at the feet of he Jesus. He was in the tombs, right. yeah, now he's yeah. here with Jesus. And the response that they have, this is interesting, the response they have to that is the same response that the disciples had to Jesus when he calmed the storm. They're afraid. Just fear. They're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. And they actually beg him to leave. Right. Like you didn't read that, and I would encourage the reader to keep going. Yeah, to but keep
0: going. Yeah, it, we had like time stuff, but um they're like, get out of here. Right. Yeah. They want Jesus to move on. Yeah. In other words, the work of God is not worth the costs. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, this, I think... this is making us so uncomfortable. That's right. Yeah. We just need you to move on somewhere yeah. else. We were okay with the man screaming
1: all night, binding him in chains. But the Son of God,
0: you need to go. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and the man wants to go with him, too. Right, and so that's the part we didn't read. Yeah. The uh, herdsmen, huh. they tell the whole city and the whole country, they're yeah. the best evangelists of yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy ruined our lives. Yes. Uh, and the uh, man, though, he does—he wants to go with Jesus, yeah. and Jesus gives him a different, right. uh, a different job, a different yes. role. To
1: go and tell. Right. what he did uh, he says uh, go and tell so I mean that's the same thing he does with us he he changes our lives transforms it from the inside
0: out uh, and then he says go and tell what I've done and to go home mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's important man we talk a lot about Mercy Hill about being sent to our n- neighbors and the nations and we talk a lot about mm-hmm. going to the ends of the earth which is amazing man we want we hope and pray people from our church go to hard places to reach unreached people, Uh, but for a lot of us, the call is just simply the same as this guy. Just go home. your people who knew what you were like before, and tell them about the transformation that Jesus made in your life. Yeah, because he
1: can't help but do it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, man, I think there's a lot more here we could talk about in this passage. Probably people have a lot of questions, uh, but I think we really got after the main idea here, which is when Jesus, the true king, shows up, he is, like what you said from the previous chapter, chapter 4, calming this physical storm. Yeah. Uh, but then he also has the authority to calm the storm and chaos inside of our own hearts. Yep. Good. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. And I hope maybe we get to do this again sometime soon. Oh, yeah. I'd love it. Cool. Thanks, man. I told you that story was going to be completely insane. Here's what I love. In the middle of all of the chaos talk about a spiritual world supernatural things happening in this story it ends in this beautiful place of a man whose life has been radically transformed by Jesus going and sharing the good news about what Jesus has done and then that's the same for us Uh, we have that opportunity to share with people what Jesus has done for us thank you so much for joining us today we'll have new episodes coming out soon and so we hope you will tune in again